Welcome to E20's fanfiction. It's a tale we tell of secrets and scandals. You've been voting in our polls for what you'd like to see. And we have been writing. There's a lot of drama. There's things we've been hiding. But no Doc Martin. It's time for chapter two. Ballon, bins, and shed mannequins. <laughs> yeah, we're proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> so proud. Obviously, we'll dip in and out of different characters. You with know, whatever the, accents with and what voices I, we can come yeah, up with. <laughs> whatever comes out of our mouths. It's almost like we're possessed. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's like talking in tongues, isn't it? <laughs> Loving all the choices that our followers out there on Twitter have picked for the collaborative fan fiction. Oh yeah, chapter two. Obviously we're reading it today and I have to say they're my favourites. <gasps> I just love them. Yeah, we cried with laughter writing yeah. this chapter. It was so funny. It was the... <laughs> Even reading it back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because it's the lines. It's the lines about what you've chose. So obviously we'll give you the rundown of what, what you've picked. So you get a little sample of what's going to be in the chapter. So when we were creating this to put on Twitter in our polls, we didn't know at this point we were going to be Slaters. No, we didn't. No. So Big Mo was on there. Yes. Yes. We didn't think that through, did we? We didn't because now she's our (laughs) nana, but we're also going to meet her again. (laughs) Yes. So it tied. You voted for us to meet Big Mo and Sonia, but we've made it work. We have made it work. We've made it work. (laughs) we've been a lot more careful now because we were like oh why did we put big mo yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) we suddenly realized after it went through (laughs) we're like oh you also chose for the meeting place to be in the cafe and my two favorites here tied (gasps) i'm so honored that you picked both trouble with the bins (gasps) and a power cut to be our big drama oh i'm so honored (laughs) I know, they're two iconic storylines. They, th- I'm not being funny. Those are two of the greatest storylines <laughs> ever written into EastEnders. You chose our friends to be Balam, oh, which works perfectly because perfect. we've already met them. We've already started to get that friendship. Exactly. Did a bit of flirting. Oh. Smirking. <laughs> Always smirking. <laughs> Always smirking. And you chose for me to be locked in Martin's shed. Wow. <laughs> That's the one I was hoping honor. for. What an honour. What an honour. <laughs> we all know that he keeps lots of secrets in there. So yeah. I needed to go in and have yeah. a look. Thank you. I think that's such an honour. It is. So here it is. Secret Slaters. Chapter 2. Balam, Bins and Shed Nanakins. We actually went, yes, when we created that. <laughs> like so So, good. <laughs> so proud of that. The puns. <laughs> just off the walls. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, I love it. So, sun shine down upon the Vic, kissing every inch of the red oak in front, setting the golden inscription of its name to sparkle. It had been a few days since they had announced their takeover of the pub, but despite the first night's drama, Emma and Connor were settling in. However, whilst it was business as usual for everyone observing them from the outside. The pair were still being hounded by their past and their phones had not stopped receiving ominous calls and texts. I wonder, I wonder what that could all be about, mm. Emma. I wonder what that's all about. 
each one stung them with fear and worry. I'm sure there's an ointment for that. <laughs> <laughs> Get down to Boots. Get down to Boots. No, definitely. Go, go speak to that woman at the Boots. <laughs> at the counter. At the Boots. <laughs> at the Boots. <laughs> at the Boots. <laughs> but they would not, could not, allow their past to ruin their future. This was a new start for them. And they had already begun to make the place feel like their own. They had the builders in, much to Connor's enjoyment. <laughs> Painters, plasterers and handymen worked tirelessly to rip down the old and forge the new face of the proud, beating heart of Albert Square. I do love like that the Queen Vic's just never changed. Yeah. You know, like the decor really is basically the same. Really, this is what they need. The yeah. outside had a bit of a, a facelift every a now and then. A bit of a and insides, well, mm. it's changed. changed. It's slightly. still the same. Yeah, it still <laughs> did. It still feels like the kitchen that Peggy and like Lisa and everyone sat in. Yeah. Years prior. Yeah. Hammers and drills sounded out. <laughs> Trying to do like, try to do like tool sounds. <laughs> this isn't the sound sound boy. <laughs> Hammers and drills sounded out, filling the Vic with their rhythmic tones. Yesterday, Emma had popped to the mini-mart where Honey's new home furnishing range was all the rage. I'm sure it is. Can you imagine getting your paint from Honey's, <laughs> Honey's mini-mart? <laughs> Royal colours and Laura Ashley wallpaper replaced the outdated Lady Di pink and pastel colours that the previous owners had adored. Fancy chaise lounge, upcycled antique furniture and shabby chic decor adorned the rooms and hallways transforming the place from an unwelcoming hollow place (laughs) into a warm and regal dominion this was their pub (laughs) (laughs) this was theirs this was theirs i love it so authoritative i love this next bit (laughs) (laughs) emma had a (laughs) Emma had a wall of previous Vic owners behind the bar with Mick's face now front and centre alongside Peggy, Pat, Dan and Angie. Not out of respect, but as a reminder that this is their pub and the old belong in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Due to them having so much work going on, the pair couldn't deal with the constant drilling and hammering of nails. That would drive me mad. That would drive me mad as well. The noise was growing ever more unbearable. Exactly. Yeah. So instead of lingering in the empty pub, they left Tracy, the loyal Queen Vic legend, behind the bar whilst they went to scope out the scenery. I just love that we've probably been like reclu- recluses for like a whole two or three days. <laughs> like it's like Just sitting there with them doing the drilling. We just sat there. <laughs> just waiting for Connor and Emma to write a new chapter. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for it to happen because uh we've just been here for like three days they they walked across the square towards the market the pair spotted cat entertaining her customers with her loutish cockney lingo whilst her handsome squeeze cush bagged up a bunch of carrots having once again been asked to help martin out god that poor poor bloke eh? whilst he was off doing god knows what same old martin the pair thought so <laughs> love how we hate Martin so much. <laughs> so Kush is working on two stalls at the same time, bless him. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Cat's helping him out, but I know. But nah, yes, he he's working on two. Again, Martin's just gallivant. Not where is he? Where is he? Well, I'm waiting for now. 
as they were ex- inspecting the gear Shrimpy was selling, they heard the unmistakable barter town calls of their nan, who had always been a bit of a female doll boy. What dodgy gear are you flogging this time, nan? Emma asked as they approached the stall, smirking. <laughs> Jiggy Becker, there ain't nothing dodge about Mystic Moore's totally organic body scrub. Give it a go. Let it ease the soul and relax those demons on your back. Moore recited, like the script of a BBC drama, albeit devoid of inflection and passion for any of the words leaving her lips. Unfortunately, there isn't enough in these bottles to get rid of you two devils. Connor smiled as his sister picked up a bottle of the fragrant pink glitter solution. Popping off the lid, she had a whiff. Aghast, she recoiled from the bottle, her face contorted as if she had just as if she just bite down. <laughs> <laughs> I was acting along and then I saw the yeah. spelling error. <laughs> as if she had just bit down. <laughs> just doing a little bit on air edit. Just bit down on a sour lemon, which then morphed into a recoiling, gaping mouthed silent scream. It was the kind of expression one might have if they turn over in bed to find a snoring Keith Miller. <laughs> 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 I assume I know no one can see this but you face something like yes perfect <laughs> like that screen oh. picture where yes. the hands oh. <laughs> yes definitely god certainly no soap and glory Nan Emma said passing the bottle to her brother to have a whiff god what's in that smells like Odin and slippers you've been grating your athlete's fl- foot into these again <laughs> Connor gasped and giggled Oh, it's me again. <laughs> it's organic. That's how it's meant to smell. <laughs> Mo snapped back as she yanked the bottle from Emma's hand and sent them on their way. Striding away, the pair joked and laughed, leaving their nan to continue her wheeler dealer flogging of knockoff body wash. To their surprise, it was rather popular. A larger lady bought at least three bottles, even after having a smell. Karen, her name was, or at least that's what. That lowlife Martin called her. Oh, who's going Martin? Do you want it for me? Oh, yeah, go on then. Anything to help me, yeah. Uh... <laughs> do you want any help today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you want a rest? Anything to give us a bit of a rest. <laughs> Emma, Connor, I haven't seen you in ages. Martin said in Emma's accent. <laughs> <laughs> Martin called over, genuinely excited, as if he had totally forgotten what he had done to their Stacy. Oh, right, yeah. Um, sorry, we're busy. Places to see, people to be. <laughs> you know the use. Connor rambled as the pair trotted off through the stores, turning their back on Martin. <laughs> trotted. Are <laughs> <laughs> we doing the Grand National? Yeah. <laughs> we're like those people of why they call Pony Play. We're Pony yes! Play. We're trotting away. Dressing up as we're latex horses. Feather <laughs> <laughs> just does on more bums off no the wonder, No wonder my charms are ineffective against Ben in that. <laughs> Trying to seduce people dressed as a horse. <laughs> Making a quick exit from the hustle and bustle of the marketplace, they slipped into the quaint, chalky turquoise entrance of Cathy's calf. Upon entering the greasy spoon of a calf, it was exactly how they imagined, with tables topped by cheap, old-fashioned polyester covers, a 1960s till, and overall outdated feel. But it was perfect. It was just like those calves that their nan used to leave them in whenever she went gambling on the high street amusements. <sighs> That's so nan, isn't it? 
I feel like that's so Raven. Except it's a future I can see. Except it. <laughs> that's so mad. It's the future she pretends to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Mystic Moo. Mystic Moo. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> the tinkling of silver spoons and ceramic teacups chimed through the air, whilst the smell of fried bacon and freshly made scones wafted up their nostrils. Ooh. I know what to send I am actually. hungry. I'm a bit hungry now. <laughs> Stomach will start rumbling now when I'm <laughs> yeah. The nerve of him, Emma whispered under her voice. <laughs> How else do you whisper? <laughs> but still loud. I know. As if Martin thinks he can just get away with treating Stacy like that. Like she's nothing. And then be all nicey-nicey with us. The absolute cheek, her brother replied. Shabby Sonia. <laughs> you want to give it a go? I'll be taking a coffee. <laughs> you talking about Martin? <laughs> Do you know what's happening, Sonia? You talking about Martin? <laughs> Do you know what's happening? <laughs> oh yeah, is that a right personality transcript? <laughs> goes so well. It was going so well, and then it just totally ruined as soon as I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. A woman <laughs> scoffed from in front of them. We thought you were the other woman. Sorry, we just presumed when you sat next to him last night. Emma said, her voice apologetic for presuming such a thing. I love that you're so apologetic towards Dr. Son. Well, she is Dr. Son. I mean, she is. Constantly mad at her. No. No, we're ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there because our daughter... <laughs> Our daughter wanted us to play happy families. I don't know what's happening. She's off to uni, you know. Oxford. (laughs) (laughs) Oxford. Oxford. (laughs) 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 The woman's... I don't know why, like, Sonia suddenly had a voice change. Like, (laughs) the woman said as she buttoned her coat up over her blue nurse's uniform. Wow, you must be so proud. Emma exclaimed. I'm now just stood there, like, just ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like this. <laughs> oh, sorry, love, were you talking? <laughs> I couldn't understand all that mumbling. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're still not in for quite a bit. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, she had a rough time. <laughs> yeah, she had a rough time last year. <laughs> I don't know what's happening now. But things, things are back on track now. I mean, there was that whole buying pills phase. I don't know why she's turned a nerd toward you. <laughs> <laughs> but she's over that now. <laughs> the woman said. <laughs> barely, barely in English. <laughs> Glad to hear that. To you, Martin. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you understand that? <laughs> <laughs> well it's written in so whether it is or not good good <laughs> so you and martin you said your ancient history good or bad history emma quizzed curious god you're such a goss well well curious as to what else martin had been getting up to after breaking their cousin's heart <laughs> 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 it was most okay. Not bad. <laughs> not good. Just okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did, bring, we did briefly vis- revisit that history after he split from Stace and slept with Ruby. 
the nurse responded as the queue ahead of them began to die down. Ruby? You mean Stacy's friend, Ruby? Ruby Allen? Connor gasped. <gasps> That's the one. <laughs> the timid and friendly woman answered. <laughs> that bitch! Squawked Emma. That cow! Connor shrieked. A lot of things have changed since Stace left. <laughs> He's changed. Running round the square, debt collecting, sleeping with Ruby, pretending to love me, and kidnapping Keanu. <laughs> Martin, seriously? Emma laughed in disbelief. I can't even believe that this is Sonia, let alone that that's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> He's a green grocer, though, Connor howled, joining his sister in collaborative shock and surprise. However, when Sonia didn't flinch or waver, they quickly realised she wasn't joking. Martin had actually gone dark. <gasps> no. no. Heaven forbid. Well, Kat did say this place was dramatic, but this is something else, Emma stated, her voice still unsure of what to make of her of these revelations. I'm Sonia, by the way. Are you? <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> it's not Sonia. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey. <laughs> 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 I used to strangle cats and laugh. <laughs> now, now I'm stuck. <laughs> stuck on the other side. <laughs> Doing really bad impersonations of Sonia. <laughs> the nurse said, introducing herself with a gentle handshake. Emma, and this is my brother Connor. I love that, Emma. <laughs> Emma! <laughs> Emma! <laughs> Emma. <laughs> you just start saying your own name, <laughs> like every other word. Emma. 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 <laughs> Emma. What would you like to eat? It's Emma. like, well, Emma. Well. <laughs> Emma. Emma. Emma reciprocated. A tall and aged, yet youthful, unnaturally youthful woman with straight blonde hair, tied up into a ponytail and wearing a blue apron over her Primark jumper, handed over a cup of hot tea and a bacon roll. This must be Kathy, Emma thought. So smart. <laughs> no, say you, you've got to, you absorb everything. <laughs> you absorb everything. Oh, here we go. Shall we Kathy? Yeah, go on. Would you like me to, to be, be the Kathy? I <laughs> <laughs> you have to be, don't you? There'll be one pair of 50. There'll be one pair of 50. There'll be... <laughs> It's just going to work. I love it. So they're too crepid, like, ghosts of a mummy. <laughs> Tell me one pound fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Sad smoking. <laughs> 50 a 50 a day. Sonia opened her purse and the look of worry was visible in her eyes. Her fingers anxiously twiddled through the different compartments. But it was clear she didn't have the 50p. Oh, gosh. I just feel so bad. Don't worry about that. This is on us. Emma said, placing the coins in Kathy's eager hands. <laughs> Gaffy man, calm down. <laughs> She's like grasping <laughs> She's like, give us that change. <laughs> I think you're getting out here without giving me my coin. <laughs> pay me. Get in the back if you don't know how to pay. You'll be doing some dishwashing. <laughs> Love it, become a Geordie now. So. And if you need to chat, or, you know, you just want to get plastered. Consider yourself 
welcome anytime around the pick. I just don't think of consider yourself at home. Consider yourself one of the family. I love that. Family. Family. <laughs> and consider yourself welcome anytime around the Vic. Drinks on us. Connor offered. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I don't know what's happening now. I forgot how I did that. <laughs> well, no rest for the wicked. Better get back to the ward. It was lovely meeting you, Sonia said in her non-Sonia voice, <laughs> before <laughs> taking a sip of her tea and exiting behind the pair. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> But Kathy's just come back in that break. She's just had a smoke. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to see some good old East End generosity. Wow, we're great actors. (laughs) Why are we hired? (laughs) (laughs) Wonder why. (laughs) The calf owner said, Well, we've always been into community spirit. You have to be when your gran is Big Mo. The living incarnation of Cockney culture and market stall scamming. Yeah, Emma replied. Oh, you must be the, <laughs> the new owners of the Vic. My son Ben told me. <laughs> I'm eighteen too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I've lost where we are now. The apron wearing woman said as she wiped down the counters with a cloth. Ah, so you must be Ben's mum. I see. I've. I see now. <laughs> Just, just a little on air edit there. I see now where he gets his good looks from. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Connor replied as he placed a delicate kiss upon Kathy's <laughs> hand. <laughs> as though she was royalty. So creepy. <laughs> Listen, I've got to show respect to the elderly. <laughs> Take my hands. <laughs> he also said... <laughs> <laughs> you were a charmer. <laughs> My great, 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 great grandson <laughs> also said the same. <laughs> it's been 84 years <laughs> since Kathy was let out. <laughs> since Kathy spoke, she's not had a bottle of water <laughs> since 1992. <laughs> she lives off cigarette smoke. <laughs> How do you think she keeps her figure? <laughs> 20 a day. 20 a day and not a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, God. Who says, I know. I can't breathe. Who says? I'm going flipping light at it now. Same. Ooh, calm down. There we go. <laughs> That's my brother, all right. Can I just say how much I love these travel mugs? I'll take one and could I have a hot chocolate in it, please? Emma said. She picked up the vibrant, pink-lidded, blue travel cup, emblazoned with Kathy's own logo. She's such a businesswoman. What about you, handsome? <laughs> the crypt keeper said. <laughs> <laughs> how does anyone do Kathy's voice? I don't know how. What about uh, <laughs> what about you, handsome? <laughs> Why does she always sound like she smoked twenty thousand a day? <laughs> nah, no one could do Kathy's voice. It's impossible. The calf owner, actually, if anyone's listening and wants to do a Kathy's oh, voice. Oh, if you want to, please. Please send them in. Please send them in. Get in touch. Send, send, send voice messages. Send some voice messages. <laughs> if you e- want a chance to read Kathy's lines. E20podcast at outlook.com. <laughs> the calf owner asked, I think I will have a can of your famous K-pop. 
the leanly built lad replied, pointing to Cathy's all brand cork. Coming right up. That was a bit better. <laughs> that was a bit better. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit better. Cathy brightens my day. Cathy smiled, her face beaming with friendly charm. Connor took a sip of Cathy's own brand cola. And to be fair, it was just as good as the real thing. I've got to run off, sis. Got to put those bins out, Connor said. I wouldn't bother. They've not been round for ages. Seriously, rats everywhere. And don't even get me started on the smell, Cathy said as she passed over Emma's hot chocolate and a leaflet. Smell? I thought that was just Nan's natural aroma. Connor joked, but then his smile fell as he looked to his sister. Haunted was the only way to describe the look upon her face. Whatever she had read upon that leaflet had turned her skin pale and filled her eyes with terror and shock. What could possibly drain the colour from his sister's face? A woman not afraid of anyone or anything. Fortnightly bin collections? Emma screamed, her voice startling an elderly black gentleman so badly that he dropped his cup of tea all over the floor. This has got to be a joke, Connor stated as he snatched the pamphlet from his sister's grip, his heart not daring to believe what she had just said. How are we meant to run the pub? Think of the smell! Emma fretted, her voice trembling with worry. Where will the builders put all the waste? Connor gasped, his anxiety rising with each word that passed his lip. Lips. (laughs) (laughs) Emma, this is serious. We need to get this sorted. I'll contact the local MP, or else we will be up to our eyes in bin bags. The mousy, brown-haired girl assured her brother, trying to calm his palpitations and panic. I wouldn't bother, love. He's my son and he doesn't do much. Even I didn't vote for him. Besides, this isn't the first time. When our Louis was born, there was nowhere to put the dirty nappies. Cathy explained. She was just about to prepare Emma's hot chocolate when disaster struck. The lights went out, without warning, without reason. All the power in the square disappeared. Oh my God, what now? Yelled Emma. This is ridiculous, Connor declared. (laughs) Sorry, I just saw the next one. It gets us every time. (laughs) Without the lights. (laughs) The rats will come. (laughs) (laughs) Scary Vermin. (laughs) Think of the rats. Cathy lamented. I told you we should have chosen Portugal, the green-eyed lad said, looking to his sister with a I-told-you-so look. Is everyone all right? A masculine voice boomed behind them. <laughs> that sounded awfully effeminate. <laughs> the pair rolled their eyes. Even in the dark, their disdain was visible. They knew that voice. It was Martin. What do you want? Emma hissed, no longer caring to pretend that they like him or trying to avoid confronting the little Love rat. It's everywhere. One of your builders hit a main and overloaded the whole system. Martin stated. Oh, I knew you'd blame us. How would you know? You sell apples and pears, not energy. Connor snapped back. Listen, I've got a spare generator in my shed. I'll go fetch it. Martin replied. Yeah, and we can all go back to the Vic. I'll get the piano out. We can all huddle together for warmth, sing old timey tunes and bring back them. Golden good old days. The skinny lad joked. That's a great idea. Emma smirked. I was joking, her brother replied. 
No, seriously, that's a great idea. It's not like anyone will be working without power. Pop the drinks on, discount, get everyone in, more punters than we can count. That's easy coin. The young Vic Omen. Oh. <laughs> the Omen? <laughs> the, the Omen. <laughs> the evil devil Ooh, child. I'm haunting the Vic. <laughs> <coughs> Emma said the satanic No, child. seriously, <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> the young Vic owner explained. And if you're getting the piano out, I know a fella who can play a tune. The tall, fallen green grocer interjected. And I've got a ton of spare bacon rolls and sausage rolls. They're just lying there warming. I'll fetch them over. Kathy added. Emma's going to have no voice after this. I know, but you, you've <laughs> literally got that moment that we all dread where we're playing about four different characters. And Kathy's really takes it out. Yeah. I mean, it's not even good. I might as well stop. <laughs> <laughs> well then, it's sorted then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Emma announced. Martin, you go fetch the generator. Kathy, Con, everyone else in here, go spread the word. Come to the Vic. We have food and drink. Oh, and safety from the rats and the flood of household waste. The young woman decreed. As Martin made his way out of the calf, Emma sent a look to her brother. I wonder what else he has in that shed. Remember, we don't know who's messing with us. I wouldn't put it past him. Not after what Son said about him changing. Emma said, her voice full of suspicion. You go. I'll hold the fort at the Vic. But please, don't be long. If the fella Martin was talking about is who I think it is, then I won't be able to handle his singing for longer than an hour. Her brother <laughs> smiled. Why do you think I'm off to the shed? She smirked. Emma departed, following in the shadows, lurking, creeping in Martin's footsteps, whilst Connor returned to the Vic to face the wrath of angry builders, which normally would have formed part of a wishful daydream, but the smell of waste and rotten food was overwhelming. But he had to endure. He had to go on serving drinks and supplying people with hope. Thankfully, he wasn't alone. Tracy had already begun lighting candles and passing them to each person as they entered. It's like a vigil. What's going on? It stinks out there, Callum said as he and Ben entered. Turns out no one is picking up the bins. And one of my handymen knocked the power out, the dark-haired boy said, his eyes tired with troubled thoughts. They are, they are. If he's handy, mind sending him over? We need someone who's good with their hands. The stubble-chinned car salesman chuckled. Oi! Callum chirped. Only joking, babe. Ben said as Connor poured out a pina colada and a, v- a vodka and coke for the pair. I'm swamped with orders here. The bins are overflowing. There's no lights, no power. And now Emma has gone walkabout. Connor panicked. If you need a hand, we could help. Ben offered. Really? Connor said, his face beaming. <laughs> it's like, like I was just narrating. <laughs> <laughs> You're just chatting to yourself. I am. <laughs> sure thing. What are friends for? Callum replied as he and Ben joined the new young landlord of the Vic behind the bar. Besides, I grew up behind this bar. Ben said as he turned and looked longingly at the picture of Peggy Mitchell, giving her a smile before pouring the first pint and handing it <laughs> and handing it over to a bloated swell of a man. <laughs> <laughs> With his newfound friends by his side, the drinks were flowing. Kathy's sandwiches were warming the stomachs of all the residents as an old face sat down by the piano. It was Derek, 
the musical legend, and Pauline Fowler's iconic gay friend. <laughs> Would you like to be your icon, Derek? <laughs> Can I be it, Derek? I know you love him dearly. Any requests? <laughs> the elderly gentleman asked as he stared longingly at his unrequited love, Paddy. <laughs> bring me sunshine (laughs) (laughs) we watched this everything we watched this scene didn't we before we did it (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it kathy slurred as she stumbled through the crowds towards the piano (laughs) kathy and the punters reveled in the in a sing-along a drunken rendition of old favourites and songs you'd hear on smooth radio. Connor, Tracy and Balam were a dream team. The drinks were flying out and the cash was coming in. And that gave Connor a grand idea. Hey, Callum, are you still looking for a job? The green-eyed Vic owner asked. Uh, hey. He, <laughs> that was very true. Uh, hey, <laughs> he's not doing jobs for anyone. Thank you. He's practically a married man. Ben laughed. Ha 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 ha. No, Ben, if you could remove your mind from the gutter for just a moment, I was meaning, is Callum looking for work? Connor smirked. Yeah, why you hiring? Smiled the lanky lad. Yeah, as it happens, we need a cook. And Cathy was talking about how you used to cater in the army and previously worked here. If you fancy a bit of, of work to tide you over, we'd be happy to have you. The Vic owner proclaimed. Really? That would be great. Callum said. Then it's sorted. Connor announced as he hired the lad there and then, giving him a job just until he got his police job. Laughter and sing-songs echoed in the dark as a small blonde-haired girl approached the bar. You want me to be Lexi? Oh, go on. I'm hungry. That was a very good Lexi. Thank you. I'm a petulant child. I can do it well. (laughs) (laughs) She shouted. Have a bacon roll, princess. Ben offered. I told you, Dad, I don't eat meat except for chicken nuggets. Lexi giggled. We all know someone like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't worry. We've made a trifle. If you want some, uh, why don't you just run in the back? Connor offered. For context, we got the trifle (laughs) idea from the Christmas special with Derek. It's in the episode where Derek plays the piano. It's in the episode. I'm not creepily (laughs) offering trifle. (laughs) I'm not creepily offering trifle. To children. (laughs) (laughs) Callum led the girl and Billy's children into the back for trifle. And though everyone was cheerfully singing along to Derek's tune, and the kids were content with faces covered in trifle, the darkness of the Vic and the looming crisis of the bins had gotten to Connor. And more than that, his mind turned to his sister, who had still not returned. He just placed his head in his hands exhausted and traumatised by the lack of light and the grown smell of Phil. (laughs) 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 I remember laughing at that when we wrote it. (laughs) Meanwhile, Emma had followed Martin all the way to the allotments, sneaking through the cabbage patches and behind rows of green beans. Then she saw it, the fable shed, the one where Martin stored all his secrets she presumed. Maybe it was him who was sending those messages. Maybe he knew about their secret. Emma had to know. Martin reached inside and acquired his portable generator and began lumbering it 
back towards the Vic. Seeing her chance, the suspicious young woman raced into the shed. There wasn't much in there. A bag of potatoes, an old chessboard, and a picture of an older gentleman with a flat cap on his head. Probably Martin's father. Probably. Unexpectedly, the door shut behind her, and the sound of a lock clicking it shut. Almost forgot to lock this, wouldn't want to repeat of last time, Martin said to himself. Emma dared not speak, lest she be discovered. She listened intently as his footsteps quieted and disappeared into the distance. Then came another sound, one she didn't expect. Ooh, is it? What sound? A vibrating noise buzzed beneath a wooden board below her feet. Ooh, I. (laughs) (laughs) She plied the loose board free, and the shed was illuminated by a shining electric light from the screen of a mobile. Who's mobile? Who is it? That's an odd place to put your mobile. Unless, of course, you're up to no good, she thought. Picking it up, she pressed the old Nokia button and answered. I love how it's an old phone. I know. Classic EastEnders. Burner phone has to be like an old phone. (laughs) Without speaking, she listened. We have to talk. They can't be allowed to get away with this. A female voice said. A voice that Emma didn't recognise. Emma knew now her suspicions were right. With a press of a button, she ended the call. Now she just had to tell her brother. Unfortunately, she was locked in the shed and there was no way out. She just had to pray someone would discover her. That's when she heard it. The chorus of voices singing. It sounded like, bring me sunshine. Empowered by the joyous tones, Emma knew she had to find a way out. But without explanation, there was a click and the lock fell loose. She was free. But when she stepped out into the dark allotment, there was no one. She called out for whoever helped her to show themselves, but no one who was it? Who rescued Emma? Back at the Vic. <laughs> Get your coat. <laughs> a man in a cheap suit stood up as if he was preparing to make an announcement. It was a spectacled man who Nan had called a weasel on their first <laughs> night. I just want to tell everyone the good news. I, Ian Beale, your MP, MP of the people, have managed to get the bins sorted, meaning starting tomorrow... All the bins will be collected. On a weekly basis, the man announced. Cheers sounded and relief washed over the crowds. (laughs) Suddenly the doors swung open. On one side of the Vic, Martin and his portable generator. And on the other, Emma, with a look of fury, aimed towards the greengrocer. Before anything else, though, the lights suddenly came back on and it was just in time as Karen burst through the doors beside Martin. (laughs) Her skin was covered in red and swollen lumps. The woman in only a towel that barely covered her let out a cry. You've poisoned me, Mo! Karen shrieked. Nan, what have you done? Kat snapped. It wasn't me, I swear. Nan lied. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Oh, Don't worry. Don't worry. God, Sonia, you're killing us. Don't worry. I can help. Sonia said as she rushed to Karen's aid, revealing that in her handbag, though she had no money, she did carry an overabundance of pharmaceutical supplies. (laughs) Good job. Dr. Son was on hand to save the day. 
Connor laughed. Ha ha! (laughs) (laughs) I ought to give you a whack, Mo! The chubby woman roared. (laughs) All right, comic relief. It was an honest mistake. Calm down. Big Mo snapped back before making a swift exit. Emma walked over to Connor. She had to tell him what she had found out. Em, Ian's sorting the bins. Connor shouted over as he noticed his sister, not aware of what had happened. We need to talk. I like that because it sounds like a ketchup. <laughs> it does. <laughs> we need to talk. A <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> Emma said quietly to her brother as she walked into the back, too distracted to even process the excellent news. He wants to be Jay. Do you want to be Jay just so it's not odd that I'm seducing <laughs> myself like last time? <laughs> Good plan. Good plan. Can I get served? <laughs> a youthful masculine voice chimed. Don't think it did. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Jay. Don't, don't say that about your voice. It's beautiful. Connor turned to see the most handsome, dashing man. I love that, like, literally, this is just about fulfilling my, my deepest wish. <laughs> <laughs> love our listeners for voting for this <laughs> well in the next chapter that's true just a little clue there <laughs> just a little preview this is just a little taste most handsome dashing man he'd seen since he had moved onto the square staring in a daydream-like enthrallment connor admired the pale-skinned man who stood before him wearing a tight-fitting dark suit and trousers white button shirt and black tie <gasps> formal wear never looked so good he thought I'm literally going to be sick. It's like the cringe. I know. The cringe. I'm such a cringe, even when I'm trying to be like a seductress. I'm like so cringy. You can have whatever you want. Connor offered. Thanks, but I I don't play for your team. The coppery-haired young man countered. If you ever change your mind. The young barman winked. I even did that. His shining, jaded eyes and cheeky attitude causing the man to smirk. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> should i be uh the cat <laughs> <laughs> would you like to be lola <laughs> yeah i don't know how to do our voice so i'm just gonna go with lexi <laughs> he won't on account of him being with me sonia <laughs> <laughs> he won't on account of him being with me i can't do our voice can't do lola a young attractive blonde girl interrupted the young dark-haired boy looked the woman up and down his green gaze judging her Dalmatian patterned jacket, floral print crop top, and striped white and black trousers. Really? Connor replied in a less than convinced tone. The man beside her smiled a cheeky grin and upon noticing the girl beside him, swatted his arm. Well, that's a shame. Can't blame a guy for trying. Tracy, babe, could you get this gentleman and his uh, bit of rough served? Just need to nip in the back for a moment. Joining his sister by the stairs, he left Tracy to serve the handsome chap and his girlfriend. On the stairs, his sister stood and her face told him everything. I know who's been harassing us. I know who knows our secret. Emma declared. Duh, 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 